Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast, I've Got Time. I'm Sherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyle. Hello. What's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I've got one option. Don't know the next about her. Sorry. <laughs> That's your boy, not mine. That's usually when I just start jamming, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know that one TikTok town? The one that they be using when they be like, white people don't have culture? Mm-mm. We was just watching it the other day. And it was like, monsters. <laughs> I feel like I don't be paying attention to the sounds. I just be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, never mind that. How you feeling today? Uh, I guess I'll be honest. I'm feeling stressed. What are you stressed about? Um, having a job and, um, I guess automatically putting myself back in the same mindset I was in the last time I had a job? Well, a few episodes ago, ago, um, we talked about working with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay, sometimes you got to put on your big girl panties Mm -hmm. and work a big girl job. And you got to stay down till you come up and continue to work towards your passions. It's only like your first real day it's also, you know, been a week. So I think, like, you know, just give it some time for you to adjust to, you know, the new normal. Like, honestly, were you using all your free time to go into working on your passions anyways? Yeah, when I wasn't being talked to. But to me? No, I barely talked to you today. I'm talking about like before you got the job. I think so. Okay. Why are you staring me down? It was a question for you. It wasn't a question for me. Yeah, but everybody has an answer to their question. It's not about my opinion or not. But what I'm saying is, <clears throat> do you, how much do you really think you're going to be missing out on by being at work? I mean, it's not just that like working on what I really want to be doing it's like not having my days mm-hmm. like it feels like a trap and it feels like I just have to be there you know okay I was um listening to this audiobook on YouTube today by Neville Goddard I can't tell y'all what it's called so I'm sorry um but He was talking about how your expectations can manifest into your reality. And it's really important for you to go into situations believing the outcome that you want to happen instead of automatically going into the negative space of it. Because this is the first day. Did anything happen to you today that was like triggering to your to make you feel that way, like you was going to get trapped? Um, yeah, I would say the moment I got there, waking up, 
for work was triggering. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all triggering. It didn't seem like you had these feelings when you was working in Virginia. What's the difference? I had these feelings. It was just, it felt like I still had my day because mm-hmm. it was mad early and over quick. Okay. It wasn't like taking over my life or I didn't have to like work around my work schedule or even think about, oh, well, I'm going to be off this day so I can do this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, all of your feelings are valid. You know, let me know how I can support you through that right now because it is definitely a change but I just encourage you to have a positive mindset about it and um, you know know that you're doing this for a purpose and as long as we continue to be consistent with what we're doing now you won't have to do it for long how are you feeling? I feel like I don't want (laughs) to say I'm doing really good (laughs) I mean it's good if you're doing really good it seems like you're in good spirits today so um, I am in good spirits. I'm not having any physical pain. I'm almost con- 100% congestion free, which is good because yeah. I feel like it's been a minute. And that was just nasty. I just don't <laughs> like being sick. It's just so disgusting to me. Like, um, I had a good day at work and I also started streaming today. Started my Sim stream on yeah. Twitch. We love a Sim stream. I had two whole viewers, and one of them was you. <laughs> we love a Sim stream, baby. I think I really just need to get into it. Like, I think it helped that we was watching that other girl stream, like what she was doing and how she was talking and stuff. And like, I want to be myself, but like. I'm just not that girl, so now I'm like, I don't know, I'm in my head about it a little bit. But you are that girl. I'm not, though. I'm not. I'm a chatty Kathy, but not like how she be, how that girl was playing The Sims, and she like this, this, and that, like. I would just sit quietly when I play my game most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was on the stream, I had the podcast playing in the background because I thought, okay, this should be entertaining for the girls, and then, you know, they might check out our podcast. Mm -hmm. But, like, I didn't really have much to say outside of, like, okay, well, I'm picking this because of that or, like, whatever. So, I don't know. I'm going to think about it and pray on it. And one of my Sims died already. (laughs) This early in the game, you're already jumping ship. She don't even want to be part of the story. <laughs> and off camera, might, might I add. She was which going Which doesn't help my cause. Yeah, so that's my day. I think you can just be you. Like, I, there's definitely a market for people that don't want a lot of talking and they just want to see somebody play. Hmm. I'm in that market depending on the game. Like... If you play in Grand Theft Auto, you don't need to talk the whole time. I came here to see all the wild shit that you're about to do on this game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk to me. Yeah. Because some people just talk too much. Like, they literally talk from start to finish. And it's like, I just came here to see the game. Well, hopefully I bring my milkshake brings the viewers to the yard, you know? I think... It will, you know, you got the flavor. 
Um, I love my job. My only complaint is that it's not full time and I don't want to have to work another job just so that I can supplement my income. Um, but I got two new mentees this week. Let's hope it doesn't take me a month to catch up with them, but we'll see. And besides that, you know, life is good in my future voice. Love that for you. So what are we talking about today, this week, on the Hottest Wellness Podcast? Well, we're talking about consumption. What are you putting into your cipher, you know? What are you feeding yourself? Mm-hmm. And not just food. Not just food. So what are we talking about then if it's not just food? <laughs> <laughs> well... The music you listen to, the shows you watch, what you watch on YouTube, who you follow on social media, mm-hmm. who your friends are, who you talking to on a daily basis, um, what else? What you buy. And your surroundings and environments. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what you choose to put your energy into, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, everything is energy. Everything is made out of energy. You hear people say it all the time, like, money is just energy. So, it's like all of it, as I say this every week, it's all connected. <laughs> That's about to be the new name of the podcast. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> We're not changing the podcast name. We just got this one good. <laughs> It's all connected. Yeah. Well, this week, instead of doing an affirmation of the week, we're just going to share something that we are grateful for. We like to do that from time to time because, you know, it's very necessary to reflect on the things that you do have, um, the people in your life, the moments that you're experiencing, and just who you are as a person, you know, like just reflecting on that and saying... At least I'm not where I used to be, you know? That's a fact. Who <laughs> <laughs> Chile. It's like, in my mind, I was blinking, and I was seeing, like, six different scenarios that I'm so glad I'm not in anymore. <laughs> yeah. The past was rough. <laughs> Thank God it's the past. Woo. So what are you grateful for today? <laughs> Not you flipping it on me. What am I grateful for today? I really want to say that I am grateful for um, my support system, which is mainly you. (laughs) But, um, you know, I do have support from, like, you know, my friends. Yesterday we spent some time with my friend Sharonda. I really fuck with her. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's just so cool. Like, you know, the thing is, I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but a lot of time I spent trying to be friends with people who wasn't really my friend. Um, And not because they were bad people or anything like that, but because we just wasn't in alignment with each other. We didn't really Mm -hmm. like the same things. And you don't have to like the same shit as your friends, but you have to be willing to still have a community with them. You know what I'm saying? You got to be willing 
to offer support, whether it is emotional or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I spent a lot of time just not being in good relationships and being in good friendships. And though I did love a lot of those people I was in relationship with, it was not for the best, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends, I had them for a long time. And the bad thing about having friends for a long time is that sometimes that stunts your growth. Mm-hmm. Because you inhibit each other. Like, uh, what's that show? Um, Working Moms. And oh, at the yeah. end of the last season, the two main girls, they was like, okay, we need to like give a, a break from this relationship because we really not being healthy for each other. Like they was just enabling their toxic behaviors. Like, yeah, girl, who cares what they talking about? You know what I mean? And yeah. it gets to be like that sometimes, like not just from your friends, but from your family too. Sometimes it just be like people just validate you or tell you what you want to hear. But what you really need on your team is some real ass people that's going to Keep it 100 with you. And the thing about people that's real is they're going to uplift you, but they're going to tell you the honest truth, too. It's not going to be harsh. It's not going to be something to hurt you. It's going to be some real shit that you need to hear so that you can have growth in your life. And I'm just really grateful that, you know, I finally have a support system around me that's just real as fuck, you know? For real. Real is rare. It is, but somehow all of a sudden it's like, I feel like I'm surrounded with people like that. And yeah, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for showers. (laughs) (laughs) Showers are like ways to have like mini me time. Mm -hmm. I can party in the shower. I can pray in the shower. I can just be silent in the shower. It's a vibe. Yeah. It's like another way to wash off the day. For sure. Or the night. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what you went to. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. That's something, um, like I was saying last week about like cleansing being a part of my spiritual practice and stuff like that. And I don't mean just like washing up or whatever, just like <laughs> actually cleansing your energy. But, you know, there's a lot to be said about a physical shower, actually removing any energetic, you know, I don't want to say waste, but just like that leftover energy that is not for you right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to be on a different vibration and it's just like a fresh start. You might get in, feel it one way and get out on some other shit, depending on what you had going on in there. So, yeah, we love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now's the time for a commercial. Take the day off. Showers. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week, we are jumping into one of our favorite segments, and we haven't really had this segment in quite a while. What is it? <laughs> uh, this segment is called For Us Bias, aka FUBU. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to my girl Solange. Shout out to that one dude who sold his company and now he's on Shark Tank. Sorry, I don't know your name, my man. That's who that is? Yeah, the black guy. That's crazy. You didn't know that? He started FUBU? I thought oh, he yeah. was somebody else completely different. Mm. 
his story is actually really, really um, inspiring. So if you have time to look up the Black Dude on Shark Tank, do that. <laughs> Yeah. Because it is very inspiring. Um, when we think about the 90s and shit like that, nowadays anybody can come out with a clothing brand, but it really didn't used to be like that. It was mm-hmm. The market was very monopolized by uh, people that were not of color. So yeah. for people to be launching brands in the 90s like Baby Fat, FUBU, um, Sean John, it just was like a moment for fashion, black fashion, and it really sparked something, I feel like, within our community. So, shout out to him. You remember Fat Farm? I do remember Fat Farm. All the niggas used to love Fat Farm. See, (sighs) academics, Apple Bottoms. You did? Not in my hood. Like when I was in. Elementary school, middle school, a nigga had Fat Farm on. It was like, nigga, what you wearing? Wow, really? Dang. I mean, niggas used to get made fun of for like maybe shacks or something, but not like Fat Farm. It's name brand. It is name brand. I don't know why I was like that. I mean, that's like a vintage piece if you was to find some nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of weird. some good fat farm now. You know what I would really love is a authentic Kooji sweater, like a nice Kooji dress. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be hot. Oh my gosh. Are yeah. we stepping out in Kooji? Um, not preferably not at the same time. You know I don't like to match like that. We don't okay. okay. <laughs> um, well, back to the topic <laughs> at hand that really has nothing to do with food <laughs> at all. That's just the name of the segment. Um, we wanted to discuss today an interview that we seen last week, and it really riled me up. I was triggered. Triggered. Last week, I was talking about one of my triggers being people sharing misinformation, but another one of my triggers is celebrities that don't shut the fuck up. It's a long list, that one. A long list. Because, I mean, it's the day and age of the internet and everybody's entitled to their opinion. We all have one just like assholes, Mm -hmm. which many people tend to be. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that uh, that makes the difference, I feel like, between a celebrity sharing their personal opinion and just me sharing my personal opinion is the platform and the influence and how that impacts people, mm-hmm. right? All the people that are going to believe everything that comes out of their mouth. Oh, God. And it's so it's so toxic. It's so dangerous to our community, especially um, because the people that are not black people listening to this message. So now they can, in the future, they can try and use it against us. Mm-hmm. And then the people who are black and just don't have a free thought in their head. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about what it is that we heard last week? So the man that all the men go crazy for <laughs> Specifically, the start a business and create generational wealth group of people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's their, what do we call them on Twitter? I'm trying to think of it. Is it side hustle or no? It might be. They in that same group. (laughs) Side hustle Twitter is crazy. 
It's really crazy. They all got stuck, but none of them know what to do with it. <sighs> Anyways. <clears throat> Sean Carter. But not just any Sean Carter. Jay-Z. A.K.A. Beyonce's husband. Beyonce's husband. Because some of y'all might not know him. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so last week, y'all know how they have this Twitter voice messages. I think it came out like in 2020, but now they're really starting to use it like it's them. What's that chat that came out? Clubhouse. Yes, that's how they're using it, like an audi- audible clubhouse. So y'all know DJ Khaled dropped his album last uh, week. Which God did. We don't even have to go over that. This isn't about his album. He had a song on the album with Jay-Z, and then maybe that sparked the conversation between them and some other gentlemen where they decided to take it to Twitter, mm-hmm. to a live platform, in which I quote Jay-Z says, all these lies that America told us our whole life, and then we start getting it. They try to lock us out of it. They started inventing words like capitalist. We've been called niggers and monkeys and shit. I don't care what words y'all come up with. Y'all got to come with stronger words. So the first thing that I really want to do was define capitalism. I had it. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to to define what, what it means, okay? Capitalism is an economic system in which the means of production of goods or services are privately owned and operated for a profit. Okay, so Jay-Z's upset because everybody on the Internet is really talking shit about him and his wife for being capitalists. Mm -hmm. And he feels like he doesn't want to be considered a capitalist because he's black. We talked about on the podcast a few episodes ago how when black people get to a certain level of wealth, they just somehow they get disconnected from our community they get disconnected from their past experiences, even mm-hmm. the experiences of probably people that are still in their lives that are not at the level of financial status they at, that they are. Yeah. Because I don't care how much money I got. If I still got to go back to the hood to see my grandma. That's a problem. It's not a problem that my grandma's living in the hood. It's a problem that you got a grandma living in the hood and you think that you can't be a capitalist. Just because you're black. It, capitalism is not about how much money you're making. It's about the amount of money you're making and how that impacts the lower class, the working class. Mm-hmm. I used to say, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. Honestly, I think like since 2020, everybody started getting in that millionaire mindset. Like they was pushing this shit out to us like a drug. Side hustle Twitter. And all it did was make us spend more money, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. It did the reverse. <laughs> all it did was say, how can we hurry up and spend our money to invest it into maybe a business, maybe a side hustle, maybe somebody else's maybe stock and all it did was further remove money from our community shout out to the forex people oh my god they was working hard night and day <laughs> they was working hard night and day and you know what it's on everything hey don't page dm me for uh <laughs> for uh, um what they be saying for some type of opportunity they always it's always an opportunity 
I hate these niggas because this is what they do. They're like, ten of my pictures. I'm like, oh, shit, somebody's showing me some love. <laughs> ah. They got the little stock bar. You go to their thing. <laughs> it's always the stock bar emoji. Talking about venture capitalist investments. Then they be having all these screenshots for money they sent people through cash app. Somehow they got 10K right back. They did not get 10K right back. Like, please, please stop it. Y'all got to scam different. Y'all got to stop scamming, stop first of all. Stop scamming, okay? Because it's fucked up. Because you're stealing money from people that already don't got it. And that's pretty much what capitalism is. Because in order for you to get to millionaire status, there are other people below you who would have to extremely be put at financial risk for you to get that money. Do you guys understand that? We are saying we want to be millionaires. We want to be billionaires. We want to have money in our pockets like we're Jay-Z and Beyonce, like we're targeting Walmart. But in order for us to do that, we would have to have those employees that are having an unlivable wage. Mm -hmm. And that's fucked up. It's hurting our economy. It's hurting our population on a global scale. You want to know why people are getting abortions? Why people saying, I don't want to have kids no more? Because we fucking can't afford it. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, 40 years ago, people was having 10 kids like it was nothing. Nothing. I mean, almost all of my great aunts, great parents, they have four kids or more. I wouldn't even dare put another baby on this earth. <laughs> because the way these two kids are already draining me dry... <laughs> Yeah. How you make that face? <laughs> Every time you turn around, they want something else. And it's not even funny. And it's like, it's not just me. It's not just my kids. It's that it's a, it's a common, the common denominator is capitalism. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, like when we was kids, I don't know about you, but I really ain't asked my parents for nothing. Like, I didn't even have it in me to be like, can you buy me this? Can you buy me that? Like, I already knew what the financial situation was. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because Max and Eva be low-key calling me broke sometimes. So they know I ain't got it like that. But they still ask because they know I'm going to figure out whatever, you know, so that I can get them what they need or what they want. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're going to have that conversation. But just about, like, kids in general. Mm-hmm. Niggas be scheming. No, they do be scheming, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, one day Max was falling out on the floor because I wouldn't get him no V-Bucks so that he could buy this Dragon Ball Z-Pack. And, like, I was like, he wanted $8. He wanted $8. Well, first of all, he already almost damn near drank his own piggy bank with his allowance in it that his dad gave him because I'm not giving out no allowance because the allowance is all the shit I keep buying you. Mm -hmm. If I start giving out allowance, don't ask me for nothing else. Because at this point, you're on payroll. <laughs> you better start stealing some pens and notepads like everybody else that work here. Because I don't got it. No, I am serious. Like, back to the main topic. I'm going to let you talk on it because I keep getting more sidetracked. Like, how? what are your feelings about Jay-Z saying that he would do not want to be referred to as a ca capitalist. I think that it's crazy. I think that he doesn't want to be called a capitalist because 
he feels like he's somehow giving back like the same value or worth with his knowledge. <laughs> I, put, I have that in quotations, guys. It's like, it hurts me to say it, but Jay-Z might be the leader of Side Hustle Twitter and... You think he has secret page? <laughs> I think that he's in the meetings that they have every week mm-hmm. and he's like, go get it, go get it. You're sitting there watching TV anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, just get up and hustle Twitter. It's just hustle Twitter. Okay. Mm. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stressful. Yeah. I feel like he just doesn't want to face the fact that he is actually a capitalist. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's really tone deaf because he feels like as a black man, he still doesn't have the same access to wealth as white people. But that's just really some anti-gratitude shit because look at how much wealth have you been able to create from nothing. Mm -hmm. And you still don't think it's enough. You're no different from them. And that is what makes you a capitalist. That you don't care who you have to fuck over as long as you make it more money. The thing is, if we start to look into these different celebrities and stuff that's talking about, I'm not a capitalist, I'm not a capitalist, and you start to look and see, okay, well, what is your lowest paid employee making at your company? And he's got several companies. What What's your lowest paid employee making? They even got companies that is not in the United States at all. So I know you ain't paying them that much. It was just like, you know, the whole Kylie Jenner thing when they figured out she was paying her workers like 40 cents a day and shit. And it was like, okay, y'all, you're not getting it. We have to stop giving money to these people because they're not getting it. Mm -hmm. It's like, these is the type of people who don't deserve to be rich because... If for you to have that much money and you don't want to do something more with it than accumulate it, I just can't fuck with you, man. There's too many people hungry. There's too many people starving. And they say, oh, they earned that money. They deserve to have it. They did, They should be able to, you know, hoard it if they want to. You couldn't even spend this amount of money in two and three lifetimes. And there's people hungry. There's people who don't have somewhere to stay. There's people who's working three jobs just to even have food and a place to stay. Burnt all the way the fuck out while you're in St. Tropez somewhere on a damn yacht talking about I'm not a capitalist. Okay? Yeah. And it's like... (laughs) Damn, I forgot what I was about to say that quick. (laughs) We might it might be time for us to move on. I feel like we're just going back and forth with this. Jay Z, you are indeed a capitalist, and so is your wife. And you know what? I I was talking about this on my um my last reading last week on my channel, and I was saying how I was starting to like the Beyonce album or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't want to listen to it. I really didn't want to support it because the first song that she dropped was "Break My Soul," and although. There has some really motivating messages in there. I felt like it was very tone deaf coming from somebody that's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Quit your release your job, release your trade, 
Hold on, Beyonce. Are you giving out checks or something? Why are you telling people to quit their jobs? Here we go again with this. You could just quit your job. If it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. And the truth is, everybody's not meant to be a business person or entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And most people don't even have the startup costs. Are you giving up startup costs, Mr. and Mrs. Carter? No, you're not. And it was like, she took for somebody that has never had to struggle in your life, I don't need this message from you, girl. Right message, wrong person. Mm -hmm. The call cannot come from inside the house, honey. So although they might have these different um, programs that they give money back to, all they do is turn back around and write that shit off on their taxes. Anyways, yeah. shut the fuck up. I'm done with it. It makes me not want to be interested in nothing else they have to say, not anything on the record, not anything in the fucking interview. I don't care if they have another baby or not. It's just like y'all are getting so boring because y'all are so separated from our community that you don't even realize what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Girl, fuck you. That's how I feel. Mm. Like, I used to be a B-stand. Like, y'all don't know. I was in the original Beehive before it got all crazy and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, when it started with just Destiny's Child. And um, I had all her her concerts on DVD. Like, I was I did not play about Beyonce. Perfume oh. come out, I used to buy it. Now, she even had me on the first couple launches of Ivy Park. Mm-hmm. But the shit just started getting more and more offensive. Like because you know who your target audience is. Yeah. The price of the shit is so expensive. $50 for a hat. Girl, kiss a dick. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. The crazy thing about stuff like that is... I'm not sure if we talked about this on the podcast before, but... If it was lower, well, if it wasn't Beyonce, but it was another celebrity and it was lower priced, then people wouldn't be all over it. You know what it does to you when you're so enamored by a person, they can get you to do anything. And we really got to be not obsessed with celebrities anymore because... And the more comfortable they are, the more access we have through them via social media, it's easier to see through the facade of what fame is. And it really ain't shit mm -hmm. because these are regular people. They're doing regular shit. They're fucked up just like us. They need therapy just like us. They need to fucking have better practices in their life just like us. They're regular ass people. They got shit going on too. And we think somehow that they're on a pedestal above us just because they're more known. Mm -hmm. We put them on that pedestal. And that means that we have the power to take them down. And all I got to say is eat the rich, baby. When it's my time, I ain't leaving no meat on the bone. <laughs> take them down. And that's why I committed myself that I'm not going to be buying any more fast fashion. That all my clothes will be thrift or resale. Because I'm not putting no more money in these niggas' pockets. They're rich enough. They're rich enough. Like, stop it. Y'all doing too much. And we're losing everything that we have just so that we can say we got something that a rich person put out for us to buy. What? Yeah. That sounds like a whole brainwash. I got $100 in my bank account. 
Beyonce just dropped that whole album. What was it? $55 for a CD and a t-shirt or some shit. I don't even know. $50 for a CDs used to be like $12, $11. I feel like that's when they start taxing because it ain't used to be that much to buy a damn CD. Like, that was like that was like release prices, like in Circuit City. Even an album, you're not gonna pay more than twenty five, thirty dollars for it. Why the fuck would I pay fifty five dollars for a CD inside of a box that I'm gonna throw away and a T shirt? <laughs> you guys yeah. gotta start waking up and see it. Is these decisions really beneficial to you? Just to give her a couple dollars. And then they know it too because when Beyonce, they be like, I'm putting all my money to the side for what Beyonce going to or I'm going to have my pockets ready. And it's like, Cheryl, your son didn't have school supplies at the beginning of the year. Your priorities is fucked up. Stop giving these people more money. They got enough. To be fair, if her name is Cheryl, her priorities are already fucked up. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's one of my um, author egos. Big Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) It's God's will. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we can really just move into the conversation today, which, of course, we're talking about consumption. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel, like, as a consumer? What type of consumer are you? Are you, like, the ones we was just talking about? Like, if somebody put out something and you want it bad enough, you got to have it? Are you, like, an addictive shopper or, like, the way that you consume stuff like TV music? Are you just, like, so satisfying? <laughs> um, shopping is satisfying, I will admit. You know, going in one of my favorite stores and buying a shirt or two, it really gets me going. Makes me feel like I can make it through another week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't say that I've always been super conscious about what I consume, like, in general. Mm-hmm. But definitely... Over the last few years, I've made a conscious effort to make sure that I'm watching things that aren't going to influence me negatively. Mm -hmm. Like, I stopped watching Law & Order because it was feeding into some fears that I had and also just triggering me and not even realize it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe I should stop watching people get sexually assaulted. <laughs> but really. Yeah. Um, what else? Now, see, when it comes to music, you know I love me a good bang bang. I love a good... You know, we better than them niggas over there. Mm. But I also love, like, I don't really, I don't think it's really, like, feminist rap. But I love 
when a woman is just talking shit. Because it makes me feel like she's talking about me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a positive consumption. Sure, Jade. Just that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> the bang bang rap. I probably need to put it to the side. You know? I mean, I'm not about to go out here. I'm, my mind is strong enough to not be influenced by that mm-hmm. in that way. But it's a lot of people out here, specifically younger people, that don't have the mental strength to not be like, oh, I'm about to go do this because it's in the song. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not consciously just saying that, but like, that's why you're you feel like you're being drawn to a certain lifestyle because yeah. you hear it every day. Like, why wouldn't you just go do it? That's so true. It sounds cool, and these niggas made it, and they said they used to do it. So, if I go do it, I might make it too. One of the um, one of my favorite things to do is watch music videos. I love music videos. I've loved them since I was a kid. I be doing directors and shit. Like, this is my shit. But let me tell you how that influenced me. Because by the time I got to high school, my dream job was to be a video girl. And this is no shade to video girls. But we know that in that industry, it's not about a woman just being beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's about them taking advantage of women in some way, shape, or form, manipulating them. Rather, it's through monetarily, them just not actually being paid enough for their time. They'll be assaulted on set. They'll be expected to do things just mm-hmm. to get certain things. It's a gateway to me to like being in the poor industry. That sounds real dramatic, but... I can see that. When we think of somebody like Karen Steffens, a.k.a. what's her new name? <laughs> her new name is Elizabeth. Elizabeth, girl. That is so <laughs> funny to me how she just came out with a rebrand. Like, everybody Child. don't know who she is. Like, we know who you are. Like, a, a new name? The crazy thing is, I don't. I still don't know if we really know who she is. That is, she's an amazing liar. I believe it. Um, I think she's actually so good at manipulating people. It's kind of what you was telling me about the other day, how you like tell somebody something, but you say it in a joking way, so you manipulate them. Hey, 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 hey! hey. We don't have to bring that to the podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying that. <laughs> This is what she does. I was listening to her, one of her interviews, and she was saying how she was married to one guy, and he totally knew that she was leaving when her when her other niggas was calling. Bro. And she and she would come back after two days, and he would have a bath ran for her, dinner cooked and ready on the stove. And he knew where she was at. That shit is crazy. Like... But you got to understand, for you to have make somebody feel so secure and so, I guess, loved and appreciated that they didn't even mind that you were spending your time with other people, What you are, you're on a whole nother level of manipulation. Now. I don't think she was making him feel secure. The way that she talks about that particular relationship, I feel like... I don't I don't know. She's just she's good, man. Yeah. 
I wanted to be a video girl. Um, and it would not have been a healthy decision. But the music industry influenced me to glamorize that lifestyle. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Even like um, on the Sunshine on Me episode, and we was talking about um, what's his name album. I keep wanting to say Chief Keith because they both from Chicago, but he's not Chief Keith. King Von? Yeah, King Von. And I was saying, like, I felt so conflicted because I knew how low vibrational the music was because all he was talking about was killing, Mm -hmm. running up on niggas, getting his attack back. And, like, it was a very dark presence in that. But I'm so conditioned to think that music sounds good to me, but it really is not a positive message. Like... At the very least, it's lowering your vibration on some killing shit, on some wanting to get revenge on somebody. Even if you're not a killer, it just, like, almost awakens those feelings in you. Like, earlier I was listening to Summer Walker, and I couldn't help but just be like... What does that mean? (laughs) Um... You ever listen, go back and listen to music, and all it does is, like, kind of make you time travel back to the place where you was listening to that the most. Oh, yeah. And then you remember where you were at that place of your life and the people who hurt you and you're like... Just bring all those feelings back. It makes you resentful. And I really don't have any um, feelings of wanting to get back at somebody at this point. But then when you go back to that place mm-hmm. emotionally, it... It opens that up to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just like um, watching romantic comedies, but all the ones you watch at the end, the girl getting broke up, dumped, screwed over. Mm -hmm. And it's like, now you just feel sad and lonely and miserable and you can't get a man and you ain't never going to find love (laughs) and these niggas ain't shit. And it's like, so why would you be watching that? Yeah. So that's just like really what consumption is, is just being intentional about what it is that you allowing into your sacred space. Like when they say your body is a temple, it doesn't stop at, oh, get eating a good diet, getting exercise or not getting tattoos. Like it's not literal to that point. It's like, what are you putting in your sacred space and what is the things that you making yourself to believe? Because if you see or hear something enough times, it's going to become your truth. If you allow it to. So, like, mm-hmm. when we listen to certain music, when we watch certain shows, even just like we was talking about in the last episode, when you being around people who are negative or who just at least can't be happy for you, mm-hmm. you start to embody those same feelings of negativity or thinking that what you're doing is not good enough. And you have to be intentional about what you are, um, you know, putting your energy into because next thing that could change your life and not in a good way you know yeah somebody was talking to me recently and just sharing like something that was going on in their life and at first it was like yeah share with me let's connect but the more they kept talking the more it was like oh i don't want to be around this energy yeah. Like, this is just, this is heavy, and I don't want that, but, like, I'm here for you, but I'm not. Yeah. And it's, 
it's really hard. Like, this is what I was talking about before, being like, yeah, I care about you, friend, but I don't care about you enough to put my own wellness on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. And you have to know yourself and know what it is that you're capable of. And if you're capable of being able to support and comfort somebody through something, but not meeting them on that level, then do that. But if you know that it's going to trigger you to also be in the same headspace as them, you need to create healthy, healthier boundaries. Like something that I have adapted to doing because I used to be like a fucking energy vampire calling all my friends and family with my problems. What did you believe this? Would you believe that? What should I do about this? Like, I couldn't think for myself to save my life. And once I stopped doing that, I was, like, irritated when people was doing it to me all of a sudden. Like, hold on. I'm not Mm -hmm. a fucking punching bag. Don't be dropping all your bags off at my house. Like, but I had to realize we was doing it to each other. It was a codependent relationship. Yeah. And what we do in those codependent relationships is we rely on each other to keep each other in a constant state of ups and downs. Oh, it feels good. Oh, it feels bad. It feels good. It feels bad. And we can become addicted to it from trauma bonding. And those relationships really is not healthy for us. They don't do anything but stunt our growth. And the best thing you can do is get the fuck away from each other until y'all are in more healed spaces, honestly. Like, that doesn't make you a bad friend for putting yourself first. Because if you had it in you, then you wouldn't get your vibration lowered when y'all was having those conversations. It's like, if you want your manifestations to come in and I don't want to sound like toxic or whatever, because I know people be taking it a certain way when you say things, Mm -hmm. they take it so literal, but like, you got to be in a certain vibration for your manifestations to be coming in. You can't lower your vibration to meet other people every time they come to you with some fuck shit. Like, and it don't matter who it is. Like, sometimes we even have to create boundaries with each other, just energetically. It ain't even nothing that you're saying to me or nothing. It's just like, Mm -hmm. we know when we need our own space or, or whatever so that we can focus on our own energy. And that's important to like know yourself and know what do I need and what am I putting out there? You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I accepting into my life? Because it becomes you. It like starts to eat your ass up. And not the way you like. At all. So just to go back to the music again. I remember having a conversation with Tuan one time. Hey, Tuan. And... We were talking about, we were, what were we talking about? I think it was another conversation where I was doing a deep dive on my behavior and the way that I think. And at some point in the conversation, I had a moment where it was like, wait a minute, the music I was listening to, like when I was younger, it was a lot of fuck bitches, da-da-da-da, like the typical mm. degradation degradation of women and the such. And it was like, oh, I got this from music. Because mm-hmm. nobody was teaching me this. Like, I didn't see this. It was like, oh. 
Yeah, when I met you, I was really trying to figure you out, like your whole personality, because mm. it really didn't match up to your upbringing. And I just was like, what's going on here? You know? It was the music. Music um, influenced me a lot. And I've had to unpack a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you shouldn't, uh, maybe you shouldn't talk to people like that. You know, maybe you shouldn't go into situations with people ready to like, I don't know, manipulate with your body or something Mm -hmm. like maybe you should just relax. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like there's a lot of things that I've seen growing up that created a lot of mistrust with other people, not just women, but people in general, like just waiting for somebody to like fuck you over in a way or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it really does ruin your relationships because you basically be projecting some shit that hasn't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. And then you manifest it into your reality and you be like, I knew that girl was blah, blah, blah. And it'd be like, but was she, you know what I mean? Or was that just what you were perceiving happening based off of your past experiences? And I've been there. I feel like just last year, I don't know, I might have fumbled one of my friendships, but at the same time, I still can't tell if I just was setting up healthy boundaries. It'd be hard to know. Yeah. As long as you're good now, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was good then. I just, you know, sometimes you think about it like, I don't know what I'm saying. It's like, was I saying I'm not tolerating this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm out of protection for myself or because I needed the protection or because I was just waiting for some bad stuff to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Was it fear or intuition? Exactly. And it's a thin Uh, line between that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like consumption is um, uh, on a large scale. It does hurt a lot of people because what we're doing is creating a lot of waste and the first waste is for our environment. Our planet is literally dying as we're fucking buying a hundred new shirts a month and mm-hmm. even the hair. Oh my God. I know somewhere it's a pile of lace fronts just piled up, just <laughs> never, ever, ever going to decompose. <laughs> you know crazy. what I mean? Like yeah. we're not thinking about this shit. Like it's very toxic and unhealthy to our planet Everything that we're overusing, everything, the uh, the hour-long showers and whatever it is that we're doing that we're going to ham in, mm-hmm. there's definitely an impact. Like now as we're seeing the sea level rising and different disasters and shit like that and we can't really blame the individual people because what it comes down to is the corporations mm-hmm. that are putting fucking oil in the water and all the other fucked up shit they doing. Yeah. You know, so that's why we got to like stop giving them our money because they're not going to change. We got to stop buying into the cycle of us not feeling good enough if we don't have certain things in it. So we're buying it like, when I get my money right, I'm buying all black everything. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Like, I don't want nothing that's that. from no major corporation. 
you think, oh, I got to get these chairs from Ikea. I can guarantee you there's some black person making or selling chairs. Got a furniture store. Like, stop making excuses. We got to find a way to get this money back into our community so we can really start to fix some of these issues from the ground up. You know what I'm saying? We can't wait for the government to come in and help us with these situations. Like, they're not going to yeah. help us. The help is not coming. It's up to us. And instead of moving out of your fucked up community when you get a few dollars, you need to stay around and figure out how you can make it better. Because I guarantee guarantee you those white people are going to move in and make it better and they're going to kick us the fuck out when we can't afford to live there no more. That's a fact. But if you think you might get killed, you might want to move and, you know, figure that out. (laughs) Reach back. Another thing I wanted to talk about as far as consumption is just like, you know, us having social media available to us and stuff like that. We see so much online. We see so much in movies and in TV that it starts to desensitize us to real shit that's happening. Mm -hmm. So just like you mentioned, like watching Law and Order, somebody could be watching Law and Order and since they was like fucking three years old, they was watching Lifetime Network. And so... Maybe they don't think somebody getting kidnapped is that serious. Like, they're yeah. not, like, thinking it's regular as shit. Like, child trafficking is at an all-time high type of thing. And we really have to step away from these things that they're pushing to us in the media. Because y'all know the media is owned by one person, for real. It's broken down into a few companies, but it comes down to, like, one family And they're controlling everything that we see, every narrative that you see. So they're telling us what we should believe. They're telling us how we should feel about what we're seeing, everything. And they're desensitizing us so that when shit is happening, we're looking at our neighbor and it doesn't matter because it's not us. Mm -hmm. It's really making us become like not a community anymore because we're so worried about the self. And, like, that's all fine and dandy. Put your mask on first. But it's really just starting to get messed up out here. How people easily will scam another person without a care of the world or whatever. Or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. people be doing. That's harmful. Like encouraging you to invest in a stock and you don't know anything about it. But they're going to have these meetings and have everybody... <laughs> invest and promise growth that they can't guarantee. Yeah. And there's something that they've been doing from the beginning of the time outside of brainwashing because, you know, I don't be going, I feel like I don't go that hard on the podcast as I do in my real life of how I feel about Christianity and the Bible and stuff like that. But you think I go harder, as hard on a podcast that I do in real life? I mean, not technically, but it comes up almost every episode. It comes up because it's valid. Because I feel like the things that we were brainwashed into believing is still impacting us every day. And not just the black community, but the white community as well. Because just like they were pushing us a message, just better believe that the white people was consuming something too. And that's why even though a person has never experienced having to drink at separate water fountains to the black person, they still hate us. Mm-hmm. 
three generations down the line. I'm not saying that what you say is invalid or like not relevant. It definitely is. I'm just. You trying to be bringing that? I'm not. No. I'm just saying that it comes up often. (laughs) (laughs) It comes up often because it matters to me. And um, it's something important to me because I struggled a lot, you know, growing up, not just because of my sexuality, but a lot of things, my self-confidence, people that I trusted, situations that I've been in, it all stems from my relationship with Christianity and going to church and stuff like that. And it was not healthy. And I know so many other people have that same experience. Even just get on TikTok and, and listen to conversations. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking a, uh, what is this class that I'm taking right now? Basically, this is a messy ass class where mm-hmm. people share their personal opinions and all of them are controversial to somebody. Mm-hmm. So basically what you have is in these discussion posts are people getting very upset and triggered because there's their strong belief that they're holding on firmly to, which... It may be something they believe, but they're not asking, is this belief harmful to another group of people? Mm-hmm. There was one guy he put in the discussion post that um, a belief of his, we had to just say one strong belief. And first he started out with pedophilia. And I was like, cool. But the very next sentence, he starts talking about lesbians on TV and that gay people don't need to be on TV and that the gay community supports he was relationships between children and adults and not to say that people wasn't eating him up in the discussion post because they was including myself but even when he was replying to all of our messages he still refused to have any critical thinking to say was this belief that he had one even true and two just really just fucked up And he said he ain't care. He said, I don't care if it's harmful. I'm a Christian. And those are my (laughs) beliefs. That's what he said. I'm not making it up. I'm not exaggerating. He said, I don't care if it's harmful. I told him that he was being homophobic. Like, worst of all, what what does being gay have to do with being a pedophile? He said... Keep that gay shit out of here and out of my country. He said that the gay community is influencing people by being on TV and turning them gay. And it's just like, we grew up seeing all these straight people and somehow here we are. There was nobody on TV being gay when we was growing up. Yeah. There was nobody. And if it was, it was like. That it was one satire. Thing nobody talks about. It like. was oh, he plays the tambourine. Yeah. It was. I mean, me and Cherry will do something every now and again. We like read a book or whatever. So like when we driving on a road trip or something, then I'll read to her or something like. And we was reading these black books, and y'all know like the back <laughs> in the day black books. They was like the adult books or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Everybody was just reading them because they had a few good sex scenes, and you ain't never had sex, so it was like. Oh, this is getting me so hot, right? But we was reading the books, and we had read two of them. We ain't making it through the second one because it was pissing me off. 
<laughs> but the entire thing was so misogynistic and sexist. And then one of the books was written by a woman and she kept mm-hmm. bringing up gay people and it wasn't even no gay characters in the damn book. Not one gay character. I was book. like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they obsessed with us in my Mariah Carey voice? <laughs> like you talking about gay people that got an agenda. No, you niggas got an agenda. For real, though, that shit's weird as hell that you're so obsessed with people not turning gay (laughs) (laughs) that you have to think about it all day and night and make up ways that we're doing it. It sounds stressful. Like, if anything, it's the straight girls that be coming to us trying to get an experience out of something. Like, nobody's trying to turn them gay. I mean, (laughs) there's a few studs. That date straight women because they don't want to accept that they're not ready for a real relationship. But that's another conversation for another day. (laughs) For the most part, I want to be with a woman who wants to be with me. And I think most lesbians feel that same way. Why in the hell would I just be like trying to get everybody gay? There's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think they're cheating on everybody with? I said what I said. Talk about it. Yeah, y'all lesbians be cheaters. (laughs) Just like these niggas. (laughs) Um, For real, though. Yeah. My final takeaway from this topic is just really taking a moment to reflect on your daily choices and saying... Are you living a life that is real to who you want to be if it's authentic? Not to even who you are right now, but who it is that you are working towards becoming. I seen this really dope-ass TikTok today, and it was this girl. And it's like, I be wanting to be like these girls all energetic in the camera. She had on her workout fit and shit. Her workout, I mean, like her gym clothes. And she's like, I just left the gym. And you know what? I didn't want to go this morning. I'm glad that I went to the gym. I wanted to press snooze and not go to the gym. But then I told myself, okay, what would the version of me that I want to be do right now? And she would get up and go to the gym. She's like, you can't ask yourself, do you want to go to the gym? Because you're going to say fucking no. You're going to be like, hell no, I want to go to the gym. I want to get 30 more minutes of rest before work. But the the version of you that is out there floating in the ethers that you have the possibility to become if only you just switch up a few of your choices. Do you think that motherfucker's pressing snooze and staying in bed an extra 30 minutes? No. They're at the gym with their six-pack, sipping a smoothie, talking to some hotties at the water cooler. <laughs> it's that easy of like, it sounds... I mean, it's not that easy, but if you could just put yourself into the mindset of not what what it is that I want right now, because it's going to be based off of your current experience. You got to ask yourself, based off of the version of me that is living my best motherfucking life, that's eating this shit up, that girl's got it going on. And mm-hmm. I, I am not even got half of my shit together. What would she do? Yeah. I'm not, lately, when I, like, especially when I go play basketball, like, every time I start to get frustrated and I'm ready to just be like, fuck this and throw the ball, (laughs) 
I think about how all the stories we hear about how Kobe would be up and practicing before everybody else, mm-hmm. and then everybody else would come to the gym, and he would keep working out to outwork them still, even though they didn't even see that he just worked out two hours already. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I guess if I want to be the best... And the thing is, you don't have to make it a comparison thing about what somebody else is doing. It's all you have to do is be better than the past version of yourself. That's it. I'm my own competition. I'm competing with myself. Not the quote Cardi B, but she said what she said, okay? That's so funny because that song called I'm Living My Best Life. Yeah, yeah. Period. Well, do you want to slide up into mental health matters? Yeah. Also, real quick, what if somebody does a her remix and make it per the Meg song? I'm her, 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 her. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like nobody can do that except Saucy Santana. I don't know if this is a new song or an old song, or am I just late because I be late to shit. But it's this new uh, Saucy Santana song and he sampled Beyonce. Uh, dun, 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 um, and it's, he, it's called like Bossy or something. Yeah. It's fire. Saucy got that sauce. You keep sleeping on Saucy Santana. It's not that I'm sleeping on him. It's just that it's not my cup of tea. I don't like that. I don't want to say I don't like it. It's a choice of what I, the kind of music I choose to listen to. And um, although sometimes I do like to partake in the city girl, the Meg, you know, the twerk mm-hmm. shit, it's really not becoming of who I want to be. And that's why I listen to it. I mean, I'm not a scammer. It's like, if I keep listening up next to you, you know, I'll be doing OnlyFans. I need to stay away from that shit. Okay. I feel that. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. I'm saying because they make you want to get a nigga stuff for some money. You don't think like you be listening to that and you be like, I don't just want to finesse a nigga right now. Um, it, never, <laughs> it never takes me to that place. I'm sorry. This is eating me up. <laughs> it never takes me to that place of like being like, yeah. I really want to go do this. No, I'll be listening to that shit and it'd be ready for me to have a um a profile on whatever those websites be that you get a sugar daddy. Like, no, I'm tired of paying for my bills. She, He's got a solution. And honestly, <laughs> I have a nice product to work with. I don't. That shit's toxic. I don't need to listen to that. Okay. Yeah, you stick to uh, <laughs> your Janae, but like... The Janae that's not toxic. Janae's not toxic. She just be talking about her feelings that she's going through them. We've all been in those places in our lives. Stop calling her that that lady toxic just because she's saying about something that she went through in the past. I just said, listen to the Janae that's not toxic. Girl, which one is that? Then The fact that you have to ask. I'm asking you. Because you don't know who calling it toxic. It's art if you ask me. If that's the case, all R&B music is toxic. All they do is sing about getting their heart broken and burning the nigga shit out of the yard. A lot of it is. I'm not denying it. 
I'm not the person don't, that's going to try to defend something. Because she's that bitch when it comes to high vibrations. Don't don't be calling her toxic. Okay. Listen to the high, That's all I'm saying. Indulge in the high vibration, Janae. <laughs> all right. Anyways, so <laughs> on mental health matters today, we're going to talk about a little bit of your mindset and, um, you know, even as we are consuming things, because sometimes it's not a choice. Maybe you work in an environment where you don't have to ch- a choice to consume certain stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you live with your family and ain't you ain't moving out no time soon, but them niggas are bringing down your vibration. What can you do for your mental health where you feel like you can't escape consumption or what it is that you are consuming that is not the best for your mental health? Go take a walk like you do on Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm doing. You ain't got to ask me twice. Uh, um, I don't know. You have to... What do I do? I work out and like have my moments of just like watching something I know is just going to put me in a different headspace, whether it's just an escape mm-hmm. or something that's just going to make me laugh, you know, or something that's going to help me improve in an area that I want to improve in, you know. I just kind of just get in my world. Mm-hmm. It's a me time, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I feel like for me, a lot of stuff is mental. It's so weird because, like, my chart is mostly earth and a little bit of fire. But I have a lot of, like, mental blockages and stuff like that. Like, I just think about a lot of shit. And um, so a lot of what I need to ground me is also going to be a mental thing. So, like, I feel like there's two sides of the spectrum. There's you in a lack mindset of feeling like you need to have something, like what you have is not good enough, or just more, more, more. Because for some people, we really don't have enough, you know what I'm saying? For some people, they don't have the things that they need. They might not even just have the things that they want. And then some people, they have everything they need and they want, and they still want more. They still have to get another pair of shoes or, you know, have another shopping spree every week. Or And it's just like we have to ask ourselves, okay, am I shopping because I like to buy clothes or am I shopping because this makes me feel better because I'm avoiding facing other things? Mm-hmm. And that lack of mindset will really, you know, take you down into a spiral of feeling inadequate. inadequate. But on the other side, you have a growth mindset. And a growth mindset is just saying that I'm not there yet, but I'm working towards it. And continuing to have that tenacity to go towards the things that you want to have, whatever your goals are, even if it is something that's materialistic. Or if it's just working on you, you know, becoming a better version of yourself. Like, I watched this TED talk, and I wish I remember who it was, but it was for one of my classes, and it was quite a while ago. And she talked about, like, um, growth mindset and what grit is. Mm -hmm. And grit is basically just, like, having the strength to keep showing up again and showing up again and showing up again. And growth mindset and grit go hand in hand with each other, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you have to be able to tell yourself, 
I'm not there yet, but at least I'm still trying. And this lady, she did a study with her students, like elementary school students, where they started doing a saying as an affirmation and she would grade their papers and it wouldn't be in A, B, C, D, E, F. It would be in almost, mm -hmm. not quite. You're almost there. And um, instead of saying no, it'll just say not yet. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. that gives my, that empowers them to work towards something instead of labeling them with a letter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I just can't get this. I got an F, so mm -hmm. I'm stupid or something. Yeah. I mean, I was discussing with uh, my mentee today, and she was saying, like, that was one of her issues she was having with one of her teachers because she felt like the feedback he was giving wasn't matching up or reflecting to the grades that he was given. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if you're going to give me a C on my paper, but then the, cr the critique of my paper says that I did pretty good, why do I have a C? Right. You know what I mean? And so that's how we have to meet our everyday lives on a daily basis meeting yourself and saying am i catering to my wellness by doing this or am i not am i in a lack mindset am i going after something because i feel like it's gonna fulfill something in me or am i in a growth mindset where i'm just working towards something because those is two different places and they will definitely lead you to two different places as well mm. where you want to be you better speak sister Remember um, the Boost commercials? Where you at? <laughs> what? Boost the Mobile? Where you at? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep saying it because you obviously don't know what it is. I know so what you're talking about. I just it, I automatically go to the chirp phones. Hit me on my next tail chirp. <laughs> Have y'all heard that song? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real song, I swear. Mm-hmm. So what are you making time for this week? Chair, chair. You guys, the kids call Cherry, chair, chair. Ain't that so cute? It does make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like, whenever called you that the first time, how was you like? I felt like she cared about my life. She does. That's my nigga. <laughs> um... What am I making time for this week? Mm -hmm. I'm making time for calming my mind and committing to staying committed to what I said I was staying committed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What you making time for? <sighs> Unfortunately, I really need to make time for my school assignments. <laughs> I'm already late on one. It's not really like me because I'm like really a perfectionist. And um, I lost two points in my GPA because it's one class that I was struggling through. And not because the class was hard, but I was having a hard time with life at the moment. And it was really difficult to keep up with the um, the workload and actually put in the same amount of effort that I usually do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, energetically, I just haven't been feeling like I want to do the work lately. So 
I have assignments that are due on Friday that I need to do. And then I had an assignment due on Tuesday that I still have yet to do. So I need to make time for, for my education. I feel you. I support you in that. I'm going to put my cheerleader outfit on, get some pom-poms, and really cheer for you. And don't distract me now. I mean, we all going to have fun after the game. <laughs> it all started out at the football game. You never heard that? No, baby. Damn. <laughs> well, listen. Somebody heard it. <laughs> Without further ado, I've, I've got, got time. time.